When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Oh, you're going back to <laughs> you're going back to bewitch, bewitch jingle. Oh, it's the hair, it's the hair. Yeah, that's what it is. Hi, Hi, Hi babe. How are you? I, fe- I know there's hecticness oh, going I've on been over there. Better. Oh yes. no. Yes. Ain't that the truth? Um. Yes, my kids have been fucking sick all since last Friday. Dude. And then, of course, David started a job um, on Monday. So it's like the uh, of all the times for like the the planets to not be aligned. So it's been fine. I mean, it's just all all day by myself every day with two sick kids has been Ugh. a little bit challenging because I've God. got one with a fever and that can't eat. That's very, very, very needy. And like fever, like 103, like crazy fevers. And then the other one that's running around like an asshole, but he is like shitting everywhere. (laughs) I mean, at least in the toilet, but like, you know, like it literally hasn't stopped. I'm like, how is this even happening? I don't understand. Oh my God. Is anybody like sick at the school? Like, can you guys, can you pinpoint, can you pinpoint like what happens, you know? Yeah, it's called preschool and kindergarten. (laughs) I mean, it's, I remember when the kids first started going to daycare at like 18 months and they were in the doctor every two or three weeks. No. And the doctor was like, this is totally normal. This builds their immune system. So it's, it's okay. It's fine. This is good. This is good for them as long as you know their fevers are fighting it off and as long as they come out of it then it's okay it's like oh i can't i have such anxiety because my my uh goddaughter when she was about maybe she was like two um she had a seizure what a, you can have a seizure from a high fever yeah i know that and i it it happened to her um and it mm-hmm. her mom uh, took her temperature and it was normal and then she went to work and the babysitter was with her and she had the seizure with the babysitter because the thermometer was broken she got to the hospital she had a major seizure like dr- her babysitter drove her to the hospital emergency room when i got there like half an hour later she still wasn't talking her eyes were still back in her head she was shaking i mean it was like the scariest thing I'd ever seen. So I have such PTSD from seeing that happen. I didn't even know that was a thing. So anytime Carter gets a fever and he always runs a high fever, I just stress out. It's just such triggers for me. And then all I want to do right now is because my anxiety is so high is like clean my house and organize and do things to keep myself busy because I can't sit and think about it. But yet I need to be with him and lay with him and Mm -hmm. hug him and hold him. And he's like, mommy, play with me. Bobby, lay with me. Mommy, kiss me, hug me, feed me, love me. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to get sick, but I need to take care of my kid. I want to hold him. You know, and then my anxiety is like so through the roof and I'm not sleeping at night because I literally sleep in bed with him. Yeah. And I like feel him all night because I need to make sure that his fever doesn't go up because I think he's going to have a seizure. And I live in butt fuck nowhere. So it's like, yeah, by the so time long. I get them to like, you know, I, I, I can't just like run my kid to the emergency room. Like I need to call an ambulance. They will get here faster to like to, if it was in a real emergency yeah. to take care of him than me doing that. But anyway, I went to the doctor yesterday morning and <laughs> tested him for everything under the sun. And I'm just because I'm leaving tomorrow to come see your ass. You know, I know. <laughs> blame me. So, so the moral of the I story know. is it's Scout's fault. It's, it's all fucking fault. Scout's fault. <laughs> No, that's that sounds like your own shit right there. Oh my god, is it my fault? See, see this is what I said. No, but you're definitely traumatizing me to like not want to have a child anymore. No, now I'm like, no, no, no. wait a minute. I, I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so like Carter. Like this is actually like a fight that oh, I would shit. get is into your, with is your my wire plugged in. Do you have yeah. your? Are you hardwired in? Okay, because you're hardwired already. Really? Damn, your fucking neighbor playing his video games. I'm literally in. I'm in. That's what he said. (laughs) I'm slid in. 
Are you slid I, I mean, in? I can hear you. I haven't, like, you haven't paused or froze or anything. Okay. That's Y'all, good. That's I swear to God. That's amazing internet over here. I know. <laughs> I know. This is why when you come in here and we record, we're not doing it at my house, which is yeah, insane. Because I did this whole thing yeah, we can't for when you house. come into town. But I don't know. It worked so well the last time with that with that attachment there was so. nothing it's no. in it's plugged in hopefully hopefully we'll be okay yes um but no i i used to have <laughs> i'm like carter it's like when i'm sick i want somebody right next to me at all times oh my god i i don't want anyone near me no i'm like i don't I, want to be touched i don't want to be rubbed i don't want to be fucking loved on i just want you to bring <laughs> me soup and leave me the fuck alone and let me sleep and sweat it out and watch the real housewives and call it a day but it was kind of nice though when i did have covid and tom didn't and we were in separate rooms for like eight days i kind of got used to being like oh this is what it's like being by yourself and being <laughs> sick and being in a bed and and him coming in and just giving you shit and then leaving i was like oh this not this was nice so what would you have him do if he could come in when he comes and takes care of you like do you want him to rub you or like like do you want to be touched I when just, you're sick or would you just need him to like sit by you yeah sit by me i guess yeah oh that's cute yeah right you know like something like just to know that someone's there and i'm not gonna die <laughs> oh, okay got it got it oh my god we're so different i'm like Lee, i need to be left alone yeah but i'm like carter so i get carter i get what oh. he's going through right now <laughs> the baby he's like, you... been on five timeouts this morning oh no with oh, yeah. what doing what like pushing carter um, doing something he's got to do a science project and i'm i'm trying to give them something to do so i could do this and they'd leave me the fuck alone and so so <laughs> there's like they both have to do something where they have to come up with a hundred things because it's a hundred days of school and they have to do like like a display of something that they find themselves that is a hundred things and they have got to like make something to put on the wall of the school hallways so I was like cool so I got a big jug of change and I said Jagger I want you to take out all of the pennies separate all of the pennies and we'll count them to a hundred which should take about two hours so that would buy me at least enough time to get ready for the show and then yeah. Carter he's doing crystals so He's separating his giant box of crystals, which there's like 500 of them into color. So each bag, there's like jade, there's amethyst, there's onyx, there's moonstone. So you know what I mean? So yeah. So I'm giving, but then Jagger wanted to do the crystals, but then they couldn't get it out of the same bowl. And then Jagger was pissed because he wanted my mom to do the pennies with him. And then he was yelling at me that he always says the same thing, that he's going to cut me up and throw me in the trash. Where the fuck did that come up. from? Fucking YouTube or some shit. I don't know. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put you in the trash. You're gonna go in the trash, mommy. And I'm like, uh, whatever. I'll go. Fine. That would be a vacation for me <laughs> after this week. <laughs> I'd be sorry. like, I'd be like, imagine yourself living one day without me, Carter. If you put me in the fucking trash can, imagine. Oh, that's one not day. Carter. That's Jagger. Carter Jagger. would never oh, okay, say that okay, to me. Jagger, Carter Jagger. would be like, no, I would die without <laughs> you, oh, mommy. Oh my god, that's I crazy. Looking, I keep looking. You know, when they come home from school, I have to take out their shit out of their backpack and their folders, and it's so cute because every time I take like you know papers out of carter's folder from like worksheets at school like adding or subtracting or words or you know uh, you know which one's different like that kind of thing he'll write like mom with hearts all around the sides oh of the God. page Cute. and then like he'll draw a picture of like him and then mommy like he's very like oh he loves you man he loves me Loves oh, me. I loves love me. that. Oh, and my Jagger, God. Jagger did ask if he could marry me yesterday. Um, and then when I told him we were passing by the cemetery, going to the doctor, and he, he doesn't quite understand the difference between a cemetery and where you get married. Because he, he knows, he knows <laughs> yeah, that they're husbands both dead and wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Because um, he knows, like, husbands and wives are together. Okay. At a cemetery, so because they have the same names, so it's oh. very confusing for him how what that means to be married and where you do that because he's never like been to a wedding before, so he doesn't yeah like get it, you know. Um, and then yeah, so he's he doesn't know the difference between the cemetery and and a church basically yet. Oh my god, <laughs> that's kind of, kind of really fucking cute. That's <laughs> really cute. Speaking my god, of weddings. How's your wedding going? You haven't had a chance to get up there. Are you going to go before you leave for Thailand? No, I'm going to go oh, after. Well, I mean, they had that big disaster and I also don't, you know, I want to go visit the town and they're still kind of recovering like the road, you know, 
slipped away and like flooding and all that stuff happened. Right. So, but we did find possibly a photographer and a videographer, Good. which I'm really excited about. I think um, they're definitely like half the price. Like, ah! like, I guess he would be in one. So it'd be like one co- combo. So it would be like, about like seven grand, which is not bad, but it's so better he, so than it's one fifteen. Both? No, so he has okay. a crew He's with him. Crew. Oh, good. But the only thing is, like, he does do Vogue and stuff, and like his stuff is really beautiful. Like, I know, like, getting ready and all the photos of the bridesmaids are going to be fucking amazing and cute and beautiful. My only thing is, I, I watch his behind the scenes stuff, and he's very like he'll help guide you to the position that he wants. And I don't know if I want a director on my wedding day. <laughs> you know, so I kind of want to tell him, just tell him. I kind of want to, but you know me, I'm nice. May need that. I'm nice. Well, I'm, I'm not, nice. So I'm going to be you. like, I'm going to be like, uh, I know where to just put my leg. Just can you take some photos while I do my thing? <laughs> Like, don't guide me, please. So you just want to be in the moment and allow him and hope that he captures the authenticity of the moments that you're in. Obviously, I want like some setup, but like not the entire time. I like I don't want to feel like I'm on set. Well, that day. But they're going to have to plan the foot. You know, that's fine. It's just I just saw him and it's like your hand here, your hand there. And I'm just like, mm, oh, I'd rather it be, but it's beautiful. It is really gorgeous. And I really liked him. He was actually in Thailand when we um, FaceTimed with him. Nice. Um, and he's really cool. He's got a cool vibe. I'm but just maybe like, ha- maybe has he, has he done weddings for actresses? Like, does he know? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, and he oh, yeah. still feels like he's he has done to for models. Them? Like, like he's fucking done weddings in like Italy, like in Greece. Oh, like he's so gone. Don't worry about it. All just over. trust him. Just yeah. Trust him. So I, I feel like, I feel like that. But then there's this other photographer where he has like the aerial like shot, like which I love because I lo- that's why I wanted to get there or, or do our wedding there because it's like I love nature and like how big it is, mm-hmm. and so I, I just want to make sure if I can combine both. So I just have to take a couple a couple more calls with these two just to kind of figure out which one right, I want. Right, your vibe. Yeah, if it's like I want to go with this one guy who can provide everything or if I want to go with that guy for the video and then someone else for the photo and right. hope that they get along. <laughs> well, they'll be doing different things anyway. Pray to, to God that. that they get along, yeah. But actually, this is interesting, y'all, because I I think I... Did I tell you what my food is going to be? Your pizza? Yes, so it's going to yeah. be a pizza truck and then like salads and then the girls got charcuterie. There's also this other truck that okay. I found in Santa Cruz. And I'm wondering, I'm like, maybe I should do two trucks. And it's uh-huh. all like, because I'm getting married on Cinco de Mayo. Oh. And it's all like fucking tacos and like fucking, yeah. you know. So I'm like, maybe I should have both pizza and then like the, the tacos and then our our beer. But but. Three of our things will be on trucks, so there'll be like three trucks, and I don't but know if there's okay. enough room. Yeah, so we'll have to I'll have to figure it out. I need to go visit the place in March yeah. before I commit to another food yeah, truck yeah. coming in. You have time, um, right? Yeah, just to kind of see what this space looks like and and all of that. But there's one thing that I have been doing, which is really crazy, and I think it's because I haven't seen my um my wedding dress is I can't stop looking at wedding dresses. Oh God. Did you have that? I still look at wedding dresses. What the fuck? Still, I'm married for almost 10 years and I still look at wedding dresses. What in the fuck? When I go back to mine, I still love it. See, mine didn't fit me yet. Well, just wait. Don't. I know. You're going to keep looking. And you know what, Scout? You may go get your dress and be like, this doesn't work for me. I mean, it wasn't, thank God it's not $10,000. You know what I'm I mean? I'm so like, worried. It was half of what your budget was. Yeah. So God forbid that happens. Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. You could fucking turn around and sell that shit like yeah. that. Yeah. In a size small, like that's someone that's, I mean, yeah. I would not worry about it. I feel like I'm going to absolutely love it, but there's so much that needs to be done with it. Like I would really love your mom to detail some of the stuff sure, on there. Yeah. So I'm just like, I want to see it sooner than later. And the fact that it just like makes me nervous that you see your dress like four months before, I'm like, 
like, how is that possible? Dude, I went down to Miami where I got my dress about two months before. Mine was custom. So I was like, I want this top with this thing and da 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 and this whole thing. I picked out the fabric and the lace. I had no idea what the dress Ugh, was going to look like. No. Showed up and it was like rough, you know, rough, whatever. And it did not work. My design did not work. Oh, my God. Because I wanted like it was it was a sweetheart neck, but it had like I wanted like some kind of off the shoulder. So just had like the decollete was all open and pretty. I didn't just want a strapless dress. But remember when you tried on that dress at the store and you couldn't lift your arms and you were like, uh, yeah, no, I need to dance. Yeah. Because I had already spent my budget on my dress. I couldn't get another dress. So when I tried it on it, I couldn't lift my arms. Mm, so mm-hmm. I was like, you have to take it off. You literally have to cut it off. And I was like, well, fuck. Now I have just a very basic like strapless dress that this is not what I had envisioned in my mind. So I was stressed out. And the next time that I saw my dress when it was strapless was when I was taking it to Hawaii. <gasps> so is there any way like and I don't know I why I feel like I have to. Yeah. Is, now I don't know why I have to lie, but I feel like I want to call them and go, actually, my um, my wedding's been pushed up. It's going to be February, actually. So, oh, oh my God. You know, I'm just like, yeah. why? Why? Why can't? Because we also need to do the boning in there. I don't want to yeah. like go try it on the, the oh, size of it. Just take them like a week. Okay, I'm f- yeah. fucking tra- I'm like, I'm so scared. It's insane. So funny, while I was telling the story, I, I didn't notice that I literally was checking myself because I, I posted on our Talk Scary to Me and I posted about a swapping. Yes. You know, and then I, I put, I said, think this would end well. Who would last longer with the other partners? And a oh, lot of people- I would last longer with Tom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. they said. Oh, yeah. That's what they said. But um, someone wrote something. I listen to every episode of their podcast and I really appreciate all the adorable story stories regarding t- David and Tom. I personally think that David would have a harder time with Scout with yes. than Tom with Danielle. I think David would tap out. I can't handle all this positive hyper energy from a Scout. How can someone be the living embodiment of a sugar pixie stick? Tom and Danielle would probably vibe well. In all seriousness, no, it would be a nice, fun idea. But I, but it kind of hurt my feelings for a second. <laughs> oh no! It just, it, no. If anything, I was it like, just means oh like, my! But like, I've been checking like, myself. It's so weird oh, how words no. like Don't words get, get in, in your, your get in your head. But they do because I. Well, this I is mean, like I do the have a, of, of when we were when we were just started the podcast when I said something to you about Jack about well, I've got to come see you tomorrow and then you were like it's all my fault. Like, oh t- well, that was so a personally. joke. But, no, yes. no, that was a joke. But no, but it's so it's so it's so crazy. I think it's I don't know what. But it is but it is something that I mean and it's it's so weird because like a lot of things like don't don't bother me and it doesn't bother me but it just definitely goes oh fuck am I really hyper and like really like 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 a lot um, <laughs> and I was like wow no I mean sometimes I think no you're like a little firecracker but I don't yeah. see you as being like too much to handle but I also know like your age you know, like, but I'm Tom 34 and I are, years old. No, of course. But like Tom and I, Tom and I are old, are older. You know, but I don't I mean? even like, think I'm going to be that wing when I'm your guys's age. I really don't. Like, I, I just am like a young, like a young kid at heart. Like, I don't think that that's yeah. ever going to go away. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. don't no, I think, think it'll just, I think it just, your energy level will shift, not your enthusiasm for life. I think it's your energy level that David would be like, oh my God. I can only do one thing at a time. But David moves at a snail's pace. You understand? Like, he's way more serious and, like, chill and, like... But when there's... When I get giddy and goofy, he loves it. But maybe that's just because I'm not giddy and goofy around him a lot. Yeah. But, like, when we get into those places... Because I'm kind of just, like, even. Yeah. and And so is he, if not a little more mellow than me. So I think that... Yeah, I think you just have a lot of energy. If he was, like, you know... I mean, probably when I met him, he would have been all about your energy. Like, cause when I was, you know, 12 years ago, even for me, I was, I was fucking running around everywhere, bouncing off the walls. I mean, yeah. and it was, and he was having a hard time keeping up with me then. So now cut to 10 years later. So I don't, I think that's- it's so funny because I don't really have like that much energy. It's only like when I'm in new situations with new people is when I'm like kind of stoked it's like, your spirit. It's yeah, your spirit. It's like like when I'm at cons or whatever, like the first day, I'm pretty cheery. Yeah. Um, but then I 
yeah, I calm down. <laughs> like I, I do crash. This is why I don't drink coffee. Yes. You imagine me on fucking coffee. I'd be like, it's like literally my, my, my body is like coffee just without it. It's like I'm up here and then I crash. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty consistent. It's like every, I mean, it's so, it's so funny. Cause like, even when I'm on here with you, it's like I haven't talked to you in a while. So then I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, let's talk, you know? Of course, of course. Um, but if so we had so just, fun. like, if we were, we do... If we were with each other every day, oh, yeah. you would probably see how lazy I am. <laughs> I'm. You do way more than me on a yeah. daily basis. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh, yeah, I, I know I do. <laughs> I fuck. There's no doubt fuck there, no. trust me. Fuck I'm like, I can't no. wait till this bitch has kids. Uh-uh. And you see the amount. You know, I have I have already done so much today your head would spin. Like, oh, yeah. No. I, I don't no. stop from the moment I wake up. But listen, I haven't no. worked out in three years. The only way that, like, I think I stay somewhat fucking normal is because my feet, don't, my ass doesn't hit the couch from the moment <laughs> I wake up until the moment I go to sleep. Unless it's for that nap that I take in the middle of the day because if I didn't take a nap I'd be in bed by 7 30 every night you are a napper you do do naps have to have to but I love it because I like to nap too so whenever I'm at your house I'm like oh my god it's napping time (laughs) okay let's go I was like yeah I can't get up at 6 a.m and go take fucking kids to school and be fine to record a podcast (laughs) like I get up at nine (laughs) o'clock and do all your emails and 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 do the dishes and go to the grocery store and loads of laundry and organize your closet and hang all the kids fucking clothes up and shit up and change shit underwear no. that I've changed twice today. I mean, it's like it literally no. and I'm packing for tomorrow and trying to get all the stuff for the show and like do you know, watching the movies for our guests that we have on next week and like all of these things. And I haven't slept in my bed in a week. I've been on the couch. I've been in Carter's bed. I've been in the bunk bed. I've been on the floor in a sleeping bag. My body is killing me. I'm pretty sure I'm getting my period. I'm fucking cranky. I want to fuck my <laughs> husband and I need to sleep and shop. So I booked an Olympic spa. Oh, in LA. yay! So I'm going to go get my shit rubbed and scrubbed. Wait, and what are you going? I'm going, oh, what day? What day? Sunday, I think. Oh, hilarious. I booked mine for Sunday, too. You did? Um, what time? But, but I but I just got laser um, tattoo removal, and oh, it hasn't yeah. healed yet. Oh, yeah, and so no, I was like, can't. fuck, I can't go. I, no, you I, can't. Yeah. But I need Damn to go. Girl, how many sessions is that Bro, tattoo removal Let me be? tell you about tattoo removal. I kind of want to show it right now, just so y'all know what fucking pain this is. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to show it. Patreoners, if you... This is going to be awful. It's so bruised up right now. Do you see? Do you see the red? Ow. Yeah. What was it that you're covering? I'm trying to get rid of this lantern. This a fucking lantern. lantern. This massive lantern I got on my Why side. Why do I not remember that you getting a lantern? Was it covering up something else? No, 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 no. I got this lantern um, on a whim uh, because my my first boyfriend, Andy Beersack, uh, cheated on me with this girl that was covered in tattoos. And so in so my you fucking... you chose a lantern? My twisted... Well, I collect lanterns at the time. Oh. So, and it was kind of our thing. And anyways, so in my twisted mind, I was like, I need to be more covered. I need to be covered in more tattoos for him to love me. Fucking bullshit shit. Young stuff, young stuff. So I went and got this massive tattoo on my side. And now I just like, I'm like, I would like to see my, my, like my side again. Like I just Your don't skin. want it. I don't want it. So but what it's coming it up pretty like easy. When, it, when it's gone, is it going to look smooth or is it always going to be a little like white or discolored? No, I think this one's coming up really nicely. So I think this one pretty much will be completely gone, except maybe there might like be like some like like sh- like something like it might look like a little mole or something. Um, but yeah, the the plan is to c- it can be completely gone. So now do you understand why I have no tattoos that I can visibly see without a mirror? Yeah, they're all in my bag and my backside. Yeah. Because yeah. if I looked at them, I yeah. would be removing them all the time. What about your fucking th- like side? I don't ever see it. Unless really? In your ass? Oh, no, okay. I'm always wearing leggings or clothes. Like there's nothing on my skin that I like look at. You know, like and it's it's my ass. I'm not looking at my ass cheek unless I'm in a mirror, you know, and then yeah. I'm like, Ugh. and part of me is like, oh, I want to get the other side of my butt covered. I don't know why. I just like I kind of want like a whole big back piece oh, from really? like. Hmm. Under my under my ass to I mean my entire back I don't know I kind of want my entire I mean if back I done. wasn't an actor I would be covered in tattoos probably is what I would want to look like 
But what I, you mean your whole like from like from like like yeah, my arms would be completely yeah. tatted. Yeah. And so would my back. Like you know, and this is like always a pain in the ass, like to to cover up. And so that's like also another thing. I'm like, uh, I'm like, just get it like gone. Just gone. <laughs> That's why I have them only like if I have to be a mom or someone that wouldn't have them, I, I can still wear clothes where you don't ever have to see it. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, at some point, I play the bad girl anyway. Yeah. So you're just, I was I doing I was that. Like, I, I was doing that. But then at some point I just didn't care anymore. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to get a tattoo where I want to fucking get it. I was like, yeah. if Johnny Depp can have a tattoo, tattoos. And they can oh, cover yeah. them up. Why the fuck can't Scout Compton? Listen, when I so when I did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and yeah. I went for my fitting, I didn't know, you know, I didn't really know exactly what Quentin was going to have me do. But I knew yeah. I was going for a fitting and I didn't even know, like, I didn't have a character name at the time or anything because I had no script. So I just showed up and I was obviously very, 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 very pregnant at the time, which is very odd to be in a fitting with someone. Yeah. And you're like, OK, how am I going to look natural? Like, I... Like, I didn't have a bra on, you know? I mean, I had, like, a baggy T-shirt, and I was hoping for, like, some kind of cute, like, triangle top, like, pre 70s pregnant shirt, yeah. you know? So I look kind of cute. But because I have tattoos, I had to be in a T-shirt. Because oh. she was like, Quentin will not deal with this. Like, he will not be waiting. He was like, no, 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 I will not be waiting on anyone's tattoos to be covered because Brad Pitt, apparently has a ton of tattoos and the time that it would take for them to cover his Quentin was over it. And I, and they had already been filming for like three or four, you know, three months or something at the time of the time I came into it. So she was like, I can't, I, I just can't put you in anything cute. She had all these dresses and like, oh, you man. know, sort of like threes, threes company, like, you know, like moo moo kind of cute things. And, and I, yeah, here I am going into it being like, I'll be fucking naked. Like I'll be naked. Yeah. And pregnant. Wouldn't that be amazing? So I had this, yeah, these gross jean shorts that I had to like keep unbuttoned. And I had like the pregnancy, like, elastic strap like over like where they sewed it over the button to keep the shorts up because I couldn't button them oh. and then I had this big disgusting giant t-shirt on with no bra and so I couldn't be cute but that was the first time that I really felt like uh-oh I didn't know Shit. that like tattoos were going to be an issue you yeah know? how did you get that again did you did you ever say that I don't did think so I don't know if we've that? talked yeah. about it I want to know um, that that's fucking badass that's one of the directors that I really really want to work with god I love and I want to so hear all the stories well I, I don't know if I told you exactly how I met him and like mm -hmm. kind of what what all that how that what that entailed so this might be kind of a long story um let's go we have time so because we don't really we talk a lot about no. sex but not not a lot about like the behind the scenes or like yeah the, you know all of these stories so here's what happened so i was invited to eli roth's birthday party ah. I've, known, I've known eli through mutual friends for many 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 do you many know years. that eli wouldn't hire me for some movie because he said i had too much experience <laughs> really i was like wait what so that just means he doesn't have the money or doesn't want to pay you the money or doesn't mm. want to be wants to wants to look at you wants to create the next big thing. I'm only at 10 a.m. What time is it there? It's 12. 12. <laughs> Continue. Um, that's amazing. I think I need one of those. Mm -hmm. um, so for those of you listening, she's drinking a giant bottle that has um, is, that a, is that a gallon? Yeah, this is what you're supposed to drink for the a whole day. day. And it and it shows what time each time of the day she needs to be finished with certain water by. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Mm. Um, it's so much work. works for you. Um, so anyways, I've known I've known Eli from before he was directing when he was doing like he was doing like these crazy claymation vegetable short films, um, <laughs> literally. And um so he would, obviously he was always a huge horror geek and we connected and he even dated like one of my roommate's friends. And like, I've just, no, I've just spent many, many, many like parties and times with, with Eli. So um, I went to his party, he was at his house and Quentin was there. And I mean, everybody cool. was there. Um, it, there was like probably like 200 people there, 300 people there. It was at his house outside, like all catered, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. His brother Gabe was there like taking pictures and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I went with my friend Jennifer Bean at the time, Blanc Bean at the time. And I was all cute. I had like my dress and my purse and my new boots and like my phone and my camera, like, you know, whatever. And I was talking to Edgar Wright, who's another very big horror director who I adore, um, outside about something by the pool. And then Quentin came up 
and we chatted for a minute and then he was like, oh, this isn't a party until Danielle Harris goes in the pool. And he pushed me like as a joke, pushed me from like behind, but I was standing on the edge, like by the deep end, smoking and drinking, whatever. And I just lost my footing and I fell in the pool, in the deep end, underwater. And everybody was standing around watching. And you like, know how to swim, right? <laughs> I do, thank God. Good. <laughs> I, I went under the water with my big like Gucci hobo bag, and and I remember being like, I was the only thing that I had ever bought for myself that wasn't like resale. You know what oh, I mean? Oh like, man! Oh my God. Um, I know that sounds bougie to be like, oh, this thing, but it was like I had, you know, didn't ever, ever, ever get myself anything, and I was so proud that like I wanted to buy this pretty thing, and you know, whatever, ended up underwater. Um, so anyway, so so he was like, oh my god, I didn't mean for you to go in the pool. Oh my god, like freaking out. And there's all these pictures, and I gotta see if Gabe Roth has them because I know he took a ton yeah. of pictures of us in the water, and everybody was like clapping and laughing, and I was mortified, and because what am I gonna do? So I Quentin went to. To put his hand in to take me out of the pool to help you me pulled out, him in and please. I pulled him in the pool. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, that's and my girl. It was he and I swimming and doing like water ballet and like you know like playing around and it was just How crazy. Epic. It was fucking epic. So I was like, if if anyone and I said to him, if anyone was going to throw me in the pool, I'm glad it was you because I'd have been pissed if it had been anybody else. Like yeah. kind of get away with it because you know you're fucking Quentin Tarantino and we have I could tell the story forever. But this is crazy. And he was like, oh, my God, you can't believe you went in the pool. But he's like more than twice my size. You know, he's huge. Yeah. So um, I ended up going upstairs to Eli's room and like borrowing, you know, like a button down shirt and boxers or something to like go home in. And he was like, we're going to go out. We're going to go out and go shopping. I'm going to replace everything of yours that I ruined. We're going to have we're going to make a whole day out of it. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be epic. So exchange information, sure enough, called me and was like, what's going on? What's your schedule? When can I come get you? Let's do it, whatever. So like a week later, he picked me up in my house. We rolled out, went to, I was like, I feel so weird asking for anything. This is all you. You do, let's spend the day together. I don't care. I just want to spend the day together. He's like, I'm going to replace everything. I'm going to take you. It's going to be like pretty woman. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Amazing. I know. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> this is I was like, so Thank good. God. Thank God he threw me in the pool. Everybody's um, in, everybody's like on the edge of their seat right now. Oh, my God. So we went to Rodeo Drive. What? And oh, yeah. And well, he's got a foot fetish. So he was like, oh, we're going to re- was, re- was he was he driving shoes. his crappy car? That he still he has, has? He has so many cars. Okay. Um, no, he I was always driving. see him all the time in this really beat up car. <laughs> He's crazy. He lives right off of like up by Lancashire, yeah. like in yeah, that area. Yeah, I see him. That's where my yoga studio is. So I always, oh, I, yeah, like, I see power. him He's all right up the, the time. All the um, time. <laughs> yes. Well, he has many cars. He's got like the Pussymobile and he's got, you know, he's got like all the oh cars God. that he uses in movies and then he's got his own. And But he doesn't have anything fancy. Like he had like, he picked me up in like a basic Cadillac, like CTS or something, like a four door sedan, like, you know, nothing like, you know, super, super nutty or anything. Um, and we went to Rodeo Drive and he's like, we're going to start with shoes. And he's like, I, I said, listen, you, you've got to pick them out. And he's like, I think you need some red bottom shoes. I was like, mm. oh my God. Okay. I've never bought a pair of red bottom shoes ever. Damn. So we go to Barney's and we're walking on the street and sh- people were coming out of the woodwork. Someone was trying to hand him a script. Wow. Like, where are they hiding? And he was getting so pissed. I mean, when I run into paparazzi or people like that, I'm I'm very, very nice. And like at the airport, we're going to a show and it's yeah. like, I don't want to piss them off because they could make your life hell. And you're like, yeah. you know what? Just sign their thing. Let them do their thing and whatever. Um, but he was not having it. He was like, come on, man, come on. You know, I'm with my friend. I'm like trying to have a good time. Can you like, can you get out of the way? You know, can you move, please? Like, let me be with my friend. He was, he was pissed off that people were like invading our day together. Um, And I love him so much. I think he was as excited to have his party, like to have this day with me as I was to have with him because he's such a huge horror fan. So we go into, I got to see if I could find it. We go into Barney's. He's like, try these. I was like, you need to pick out shoes for me. I cannot. This feels too weird. So he picked out two pairs of shoes. I ended up getting them both. And people, paparazzi was taking pictures through the window at us. I was like, oh, this what? is this is crazy. These ha- these photos have to be somewhere, Daniel. They have to be somewhere. I got to find them. fucking trying Google, to find them Google right it. now. I'm trying to find them right now. Because they came out on like TMZ or whatever. Okay, like, continue with your story while I hunt. 
So um, we became friends. Then we went to like Louis Vuitton. He like bought me. I still obviously I have the bag that he got me and I cherish it and would like I have it like in its dust bag. And I just it's this big white purse that he was like, I love this one. It's not even something that I would actually probably use that much. But yeah, because it's him. Like, I just love it. So we became friends and then I started hanging out and he was like, have you seen this movie? Have you seen that movie? Have you seen this movie? And I was like, I haven't, I haven't. He's like, oh, I've got, I've got it on film. You got to come over. So I went over to his house and we watched from dusk till dawn because I had never seen it. You know, he, what's his house like is so epic. Oh my God. A picture of you two snuggling together. So cute. Does he have a sombrero on? No. Oh, oh my God. You're like, he's like on your back. Oh, that might have been karaoke. We oh, like, did a ton of stuff God, together. It's so cute. I love, like we were, we became really you good friends. You need to post this photo. Him. I don't even know where I don't even know what you're looking at. I'll post I'm it. I'm saving post that it when shit. the episode comes out. I'm saving um, that shit. So I watched from dusk till dawn with him. Did you guys we had date? Margaritas? No, 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 no. He no? never hit on me. Never came on to me. Never were made you not, any advances. Like, interested in him? Because I secretly probably have like a little crush on him. I don't know what um, it is about him. I had a him. boyfriend at the time. Ah, so okay. I was with Kobe at the time. So Kobe was also like being a fucking pain in the ass. You know, mm. like I think Quentin and I stopped. Maybe he did kind of like me. I don't know because we hung out a lot. And then yeah, my he boyfriend probably was getting you. pissed. Like yeah. Kobe was like, this is a little ridiculous. And he was more like this. This makes me feel like shit. Like when this guy takes you out to like buy you stuff and I can't mm. even like pay for Denny's. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was like, well, whose fucking problem? Whose fault is that? Um, <laughs> go get a job, motherfucker. So, um, so we actually even had a Cinco de Mayo party together. Oh, this is Cute. another really good story. So I watched From Dust Till Dawn with him on his couch. And then he's like, I can't believe Daniel and I are sitting on the couch watching From Dust Till Dawn. And then we watched Halloween 4 together. Get out! Like, yes, he was like, I can't believe I'm sitting here watching Halloween 4 with you on my couch. Um, Actually, oh my god what a cutie pie he's we such ordered, a little fanboy. Oh, i love yeah. it we ordered dinner that night pizza and then that was when he had just finished writing in glorious bastards because the script was on his kitchen um on his island in his kitchen and i was like you know you spelled bastards wrong <laughs> and he was like uh, i did that intentionally it's like oh i just thought like oh maybe you didn't know to, i mean i don't know i was fucking probably drunk or whatever but um, so then we had a Cinco de Mayo party together. I was like, let's do something together. And it was me, Eli. It was the same little teeny group. We did it in the back of El Compadre where there's like that little private area, like in the patio or whatever. Paparazzi yeah. would, were in the parking lot trying to take pictures. They blocked it off for us, which <sighs> was great. Then we ran into a bunch of people like that he had worked with and not like famous, but like people at the office and stuff. And we all had a great time. And then Quentin hit it off with my best friend, Davina. And Davina, Davina? Yeah. And they couldn't you see that? Couldn't you see that? No, but oh my God. I mean, I don't know what Quentin's all about. I don't know what his energy is. I only know her. She's down for whatever. Did they? They hung out. Oh my God. I love it. Um, And, but they left and everybody started leaving. And then the bill came. And there was no one really there to pay for it except me. And like maybe two or three of my friends, my girlfriends that were like still kind of like, I didn't know people didn't leave money. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I ended up paying like thousands of dollars. I took it was like me with my debit card and like my Amex had a little bit left on it. And like all my friends debit card, like anyone that can do like run this for 200, run this for 100, run this for 300. See if you can run this for 500. I was mortified. What was I going to do? Call him and be like, hey, your your people that work for you assume that you were going to pay for it and you bailed with my girlfriend and now I'm sitting here with the bill. So I was like, you know what? This is about as much as it costs him to buy me the stuff that he bought me. Right. Mm, So it balances out. I adore him. It's all about the stories and the experience for me. And okay, I'm going to be in debt for like two months. I'll ask my grandma for money for my mortgage and then I'll just make it up. And to this day, he doesn't know that I paid the bill for that. Ever. Now he does. No, he's, <laughs> I mean, he probably listens knowing him. Um, so anyway, so I was going to do, um, oh, it wasn't Inglorious. What's the, I, I was going to do one of his movies, um, a school marm actually. And then they ended up uh, uh, stop, uh, not, not using me for, I, anyway, I was going to do one of his other movies. It ended up not working out because it got pushed when I was going to, I was doing Hatchet actually at the time. Mm. And um, oh, it was Django. That's what it was. It was just like oh. a two day part on Django. Um, oh, 
and fucking love that movie. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I was going to be a school marm, whatever. That oh my god, that had been, been so cool. So we, so I didn't do it, and then um, my Kobe at the time was like being a pain in the ass about me hanging out with him. And and again, he never made me feel uncomfortable. He never hit on me. He was like hooking up with my friend. Super cool. Like not a big deal. And Kobe's like, if you're going to go over, like, I want to go. I want to go. I was like, okay. So he came with me <laughs> to his house one night. Yeah. And and they got along really well. They smoked joint together. Like they were cool. And after that, I just, he never really invited me back over to his house. So like oh I mean, no did he fuck up shit what did he do i have what did no he idea do? i don't know i just think he felt like oh now it's going to be like danielle and her boyfriend like he just wanted to hang mm. out and then it's like i have this tag along you know and kobe's yeah. annoying and i don't know he like wanted to pick his brain about directing and this person and that and i don't think i don't think quentin wanted to be like on you know what i mean what an so, idiot so it just made it weird. So we we God, that's the last stuff that I want to talk about when I'm like meeting new people. Uh, you know me too, especially him. Like I mean, as, as much acting. as I would love to talk about it with him, I we spent more time talking about like my mom, his Life. mom, yeah, his, his you know growing up, like his ambitions and kind of how my childhood was and his childhood and you know just things that were way more important than what so and so was like to work with. You know, yeah. Um. So. We just sort of lost touch over the years. I mean, like once in a while, he would he'd call me le petite femme and like email me once in a while. Um, he knew that. Well, so then I, I heard he was doing this movie. Right. And I was like, fuck, man, I, about the man's. All I knew is it was about the Manson girls. Yeah. You're like, I, I was like, need to be I in have to do this because he would say to me when I said that I had wanted to audition for um, for Death Proof and the casting wouldn't see me because they said Quentin was not interested. And I was like, I just want to put my, just come in for it. And it was for Jordan Ladd's role and they wouldn't bring me in. I was pissed. And this is before I knew him. This is before like we were friends. So when I saw, when I was friends with him, I said to him, I wanted to, like, I would have done anything to do that movie. And he was like, oh, we couldn't cast that character. And I would have loved for you to have been in it. And I was so pissed because that would have been dope. Right. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, well next time, you know what? I'm just gonna ask. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna ask. Yeah. So this movie came up, and I just shot him an email and said, "Hey, uh, this is the you know, Le Petite Femme, and I hear you're doing a movie about the Manson girls, and I would fucking do anything to be in it. I, you know, I would kill it. I would kill it, literally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope you're well. Sending you love. Blah blah blah. I didn't hear back. And now they start over the next month or two. They start posting Brad Pitt's in it, and this one's in it, and this one, and Leo's in it, and you know Margot Robbie's. And I was like, and then Al Pacino. I was like, okay, I have to email again. I have to because I never heard back. Maybe it bounced. You know, it was from my AOL account anyway. So I ended up writing him again, and didn't hear any. Didn't hear back. About a week later, I'm in Florida. I was now five months pregnant. I'm in Florida, um, and with the kids on vacation or whatever. No, it was three months actually. And on vacation and casting calls, my agent, they want me to come in and do, or want me to come in and do a, um, like a work session with Quentin. And I was like, um, my, so I was like, fuck, I'm in Florida. Fuck. And they were like, my agent goes, but so the good news is that he wants to bring you in. The bad news is he doesn't actually want to bring you in because I told them you were pregnant. And they can't use you because it ha- it's going to be some time. It's going to be three weeks of time, sometime within the next six months. But they don't have a date for the for the Spawn Ranch yet. So they're afraid to commit to you and make you go through all of this because who knows how if you're going to be pre- like have the baby or be, you know, maybe they shoot a week oh here and God. then three weeks there. And they just could. And the role was Lena Dunham's role. And they were like, she's not, you know, can't pregnant. be like super pregnant and whatever. So I was like, oh, my God. So I, of course, I wrote him again because I never heard from him personally between that time. I only got an email, a call from my agent because he must have got my email then called casting yeah. saying get her in. So I ended up um, emailing him again saying, son of a bitch, I should show, I should find the email. Like, son of a bitch of all the times for me to be fucking pregnant. And then I was like, I'll do craft service. I know I'm pregnant, but I'll do craft <laughs> That's service. That's me, bitch. I always, I'm like, I'll do anything. What do you want me to do? Anything. anything. I will literally like, I'll, I'll clean your toilet. Um <laughs> So at this point, then he wrote me back and he only wrote back something like who's something. I was something really cute. Like, who's the man that knocked up the princess or like something like, oh. you know, like something super cute. You did um, it. Yeah. 
And uh, and I told him and, you know, I'm married, you know, get married, whatever. And I'm having a baby and everything's really great. And I've been so long since I talked to him. And uh, and then that was kind of it. And then it, it just kind of dissipated. And about a week or two later, casting called and said, you know what? Quentin wants to her to come in. I, we we want to see her how big she is. So I went in, they took pictures of me and then they were like, okay, here's the sides. You're going to come in next week. We're going to try to figure out how to work this into it. And I was like, oh my God. And then a couple weeks passed, two weeks passed. Am I going in? Am I going in? Am I going in? A couple more weeks passed. And the scene I had to read was the scene where Dakota Fanning, where um, uh, Brad Pitt knocks at the door of the screen door and Dakota Fanning sitting watching the TV with her feet up and she's like, sees him through the screen and he wants to come in and see um uh, the the I forget his name right now. It was supposed to be Burt Reynolds. Then Burt Reynolds died, you know, and then they had to recast him. Jesus. Uh, so so anyway, so I was like working it, working it, working it, working it, and then I ended up just not getting a call, and I started to kind of freak out. And then I was like, well, maybe he'll just offer me something. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Because I was petrified that I'd go in and fuck up my audition in front of him, you know? Yeah. And um, sure enough, I just ended up getting, they just offered me something. He's like, we can't, this doesn't work for this. He loves you. He's going to write something for you. So you're going to work for so these three So which role weeks. was it for? It was for um, uh, uh, Lena Dunham's role. Okay. I'm totally blanking on her name right now. Um, oh my God. Brain fart. Oh, anyway, Gypsy. For Gy- yeah, for Gypsy. Um, okay. So damn, you'd have been so dope as Gypsy. But you know what? She only worked. She worked the same amount of days I did. Like she only had like two scenes. Yeah. So I came in, and then he's like, "I'm gonna name you Angel," and you know, I I was like on my door. It's like pregnant Manson girl. Like that was what it was (laughs) until I love it. Until he gave me a character name, and then he wrote me. uh, He wrote me like a couple lines, and he wrote it on a loose leaf paper with a pencil. And he put it in my dressing room. Oh, fuck yeah, I have that with the script. With with my call sheet. Oh, I love it. Never got a script, never saw anything until I went to the screening of the movie. And then I saw what the movie was about. And I felt like a little embarrassed almost that I had such a tiny role, you know, that I only had like, like three lines or something. And then when I saw the movie, I was really um, kind of blown away that he gave me that part because all of the people that were like famous in the movie that were doing cameos because I didn't realize mine was like a cameo I just thought it was just a one-liner kind of thing you know just to hang out or whatever but he gave everyone like one or two scenes like Mm -hmm. you know Luke Perry had one or two scenes like everyone had all of the supportings other than the big you know the three leads had even Al Pacino had like two scenes yeah so I was like fuck I have as many scenes as these movie stars so he loves me. I love him so much. So anyway, so that's how I ended up doing it. Um, wow. I I, we've emailed here and there, but I haven't. I have. I've got like, you know, some some crew stuff from the movie. And uh, oh, my God. Do you think he would come on it. the podcast? Oh, my God. I wish I can always shoot him an email and hope Fuck. that he gets it. I mean, it's like Rob. It's like trying to like, you know, I mean, at least Rob is like, yeah, I'll do it. But yeah, but he's like, <laughs> but then it never, he's I'm going, just like, not really I'm going like to. what about Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> We're Sherry? trying, you guys. We're trying. We're trying. I know. I mean, he did say he would do it. And I do believe that he will do it. I think it's, you know, our, our podcast is in like, <laughs> you know, not a lot of people want to talk about sex and love, you know, but we but talk about all kinds of things. We talk That's about just all like, kinds of stuff. Like it doesn't have to be that at all like this episode is not going to be that at all (laughs) no we haven't even talked about sex yeah so that's so cool dude like he's literally like one of the directors i it's gonna happen he's He's gonna direct something of you and i as we start getting (sighs) these movies out like this is what's gonna happen he's gonna like it's gonna be a fucking bizarre fucking cool movie he's gonna do it I'm manifesting that. So. I'm manifesting Ugh. it, man. It's going to happen. He's, Mark our he's, words. He's strict. Like he's so what's yeah. crazy about him is he laughs on set while you're while he's watching the monitor. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've worked with like, a director like that. Like out loud. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, whoa, how are they going to cut that out in sound? They do it. They're yeah. not going to tell him not to laugh. And he so plays crazy. music in between setups. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that before in anything. Maybe, like, on a lunch, like, you know, the the sound cart, will, the guy will play, like, you know, sound mixer I will love play, like, that. a song. It's like a light Ugh. environment. You've got to have, like, light environments, man. I've learned, there's things that I've picked up 
here and there from certain directors that I want to take into, you know, myself when I direct. It's just like, just have as light of an environment as possible. And we're all just playing around, man. Like we're I just mean, playing. I just about <laughs> and as having long fun. As you're, I think it's about knowing the material and being prepared. Yeah. If you are prepared, then the other things are not stressful because exactly. there's going to be shit. If you are not prepared and then things are falling apart, you are going to lose your shit. And then it's going, we're all going to pick up on it and it's going to be fucked. So yeah. as long as you're prepared with what needs to be done for the day and you get people that work with you that also know how to do their job. Yes. Yes. That's the key. Surround yes. yourself that everybody knows what the fuck they're doing. Yes. Don't yes. get these and first timers, not, man. When they're not, fire them. I mean, yeah, that little, like when to. I went, when I did that, directed that little um, commercial for the, um, the escape room in Vegas, the Blair Witch escape room in Vegas, that I fired the makeup artist the first five minutes she got there. Actually, I had the producer fire her because she was not really nasty to me, no, mm. even though I was the director and I she was trying to put makeup on the actor and had glitter all over her brushes. And I never mm. told her to put makeup like that under his eyes. Like, I don't even know where she came in with that idea, but she came an hour late, first of all. Yeah, you were so saying they were already that. an hour behind, and then she put fucking makeup on him that had shit that had glitter on his face. And then when I told her there's glitter all over his face, she was like, "I'm gonna need you to stand down." And I was like, "What?" She goes, "I'm gonna need you to stand down," and like had her hand in my face. <laughs> <laughs> had <laughs> she imagine? been on had she been on sets before? I have no fucking idea. She was you can't do that. An hour late. She had a dirty fucking makeup bag. She rolled in with an attitude and came in. And then when I tried to tell her that her brushes had stripper glitter on them, that she was nasty to me and told me to stand the fuck down. And I was like, nope, you're gone. And and then even later that I walked in, I was like, she's gone. She's gone. And then and I should have fired her before right when she came in being an hour late. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for makeup to show up. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. That's like, insane, sorry. man. That's insane. I don't and know how people are able her, to do that. Like, when they when they did come in and say, you know, we're going to have to let you go. She, her, the first thing she said to the producers was, I didn't know that she was the director. Who gives a fuck? You don't Thank talk you. to anybody like that, man. That's you right. can't etiquette. Just That's etiquette right. in life in and general. How to treat people. Sitting in the chair. And he was Ooh. like, didn't know what to do because he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I held my cool and I was very i was really angry you see me when i get angry i get oh, I super know. emotional and crazy i know um i get i get i i want to cry but but that's like comes after i yeah. attack somebody you know yeah but i do it with class you know get the fuck out um and she she bailed and then i made her assistant that had you know the head for the day and she was awesome so it's like great there you go now i'll work with you again i'll never work with her dude so it's it, it, craziness right yeah that's insane it really does like shock me that people don't you know, people are given an opportunity, especially in this industry. Um, I've seen it a couple of times in the last two movies that I've done where I really, really enjoy the people, but they just do not put like a good foot forward. Like you're given this opportunity to be in this industry and to not take it. Like, I, to, I just like I don't there understand somebody there to replace you. Yeah, always. But they don't think that it's like it's like something in their mind. Like no one's better than me. <laughs> mentality is like I don't have that I wish no, I, I don't even had that no I maybe I'd walk around and I'd be a little bit more confident every day but like it's so crazy to me you cannot have an attitude and every opportunity that you are given you've got to like grab it and take it by the fucking and be, cojones and be professional like this and is a be business. professional while grabbing those cojones <laughs> i think do you think maybe it's because like it's we're all artists and sometimes artists don't i mean i don't know like I don't know. We always talk about it like when we're on indie movies and you've got these like millennials that are doing, you know, crew and they come in with an attitude like when Grips oh, and Electric know. and they have not, you know, they're like late or they're rude or they have attitude. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like mm -hmm. you never. And it's always the ones that are famous, you know, or like super big that are the most respectful and yeah. professional. And, you know, the Tom Cruises are like you never mm -hmm. hear anything bad. But I guess that's why they have careers. Yeah. It has to be. But then you do hear about these these stories, this person, one person I'm thinking of in, in particular, who works all the time, who's nasty, who's so nasty. And I'm yeah. like, how the fuck 
How? No. How do you survive? I don't understand how, do how people are like. I just constantly want to work with you. I mean, I because know. it's a name. Because it's a it's a it's a money thing. It's a money game. It's like it, so. It's like always. It's like a. There's two two things to it. But well, why would you want to put up with that? I don't know, ma'am. I mean, I don't want that to be my experience on set. Mm-mm. But I mean, is it the is it the producers that are like, well, director, you've got to deal with it. Well, cast, got to deal with it because this is how we're getting our money. And then they I think just so they're the ones and, that they they don't have to deal with that personality on set. No, they don't. Man, I wish I had like a producer brain. <laughs> Like I would rock it. You do. You know what? I have a first AD brain. I have a first AD brain. Oh God. I think that (laughs) that you and I, when we're directing stuff, I don't, I do not think that anybody is going to be safe. Like I think if there's attitude, if there's unprofessionalism, if there's shit going down, they're gone. I can't wait I mean, to direct I'll with do you. The firing. <laughs> no, I think you you don't know, man. You don't know, man. Like I'm I know, pretty I can tell. Yeah. When it I'm, comes to your work, you know, yeah. and that's like me when it comes to my work, my career, my livelihood, like don't fuck with don't me because I'll with me. I will shank a bitch. Or if it comes to like people that I love, don't you fuck that's right. with anyone. That's right. <laughs> that I like. Please. Oh, I can't wait to do a fight scene with you. I know. It's going to be so fun. Oh, my God. I can't wait to be nasty to you. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. This is going to be a cool battle. And I know. A, I... And a fucking scene, you and I. Yes. Uh, which one will be better? Which one will be know. better? I can't How even tell. We, make- we should have makeup sex. Makeup on film. sex. <laughs> that's, so what was, both. that's what was so good with um, God. What's the movie with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt where they fell in love? Mr. Um, and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, they're fucking like fighting each other. And then all of a sudden they just were like, fuck it. Let's fuck. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's write that into a script. Yes. <laughs> so I did get the synopsis, the breakdown of what um, that writer was doing for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's taking a little bit longer. Yes. But um, I'm going to send it to you to, to okay. kind of see your ideas so I can go yeah, back to Yeah, send it to, to me him. before I see you so I can do it on the plane. Yes. And we can kind of figure out or guide him or kind of figure figure out that kind of storyline. Oh, my well, God. Been, fucking yapping, yapping, yapping. No, it's so but, good. But I know. We, we only I have wa- five minutes. I know. But I want to read. So I want to read something. It's so funny because okay. I, I felt like shit coming into this our podcast today because I'm just tired and you know not right and then you always make things better scouts and I feel Aww, better and like ready yay. to even though I fucking did most of the talking yeah um, no but it's great it's so good I love hearing these stories man you I'm, know I think they I'm just, so the supportive of, feel of you so yeah because it should it should these are love good it. things that happen to you that you probably you know really don't talk about very much no. because it's very it's 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 like strange stories and it's also like when we talk about it is it us bragging or what it's yeah, like well, it's exactly. not but That's it's exactly not it's like, like I don't this want is drop. so cool but this is so cool for it to happen you know it makes us feel like good but I think there's I think with you and I and why people maybe like to listen is there's no jealousy or envy no. between us. No. Like we are completely supportive of one another. So I want to hear the good things that happen to you. I want to yeah. hear about the movies you're booking. I want to hear about the stories from set, good and bad. Like I want to hear all of that stuff because yeah. I'm your cheerleader. Yeah. And I think that that's really hard to find, especially with women. <laughs> with, with women and actresses, you know, because yeah. they're all fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, I get it. You know, I, I totally get it. But I know you, 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 I feel like when you when people are professional and they pay their dues and they're fucking hustlers and they show up and like then they deserve it. Like, don't get Mm. me wrong. I will probably have attitude with someone if they like blow up really big and they start having attitude, then I'll put them in check real fast. But Mm -hmm. if you pay your dues and put in your time and you're rewarded for it, I am supportive of it. But I do feel like it has to be earned and you have far earned it as well as a lot of the child actors. I have that same respect for. Oh, thank you. Ditto to you, dude. Thanks, girl. Of course. Um, so, uh, so this this email came in, and I just thought it was just so lovely. And I love when you guys write in. Um, and I love how you started this email because I'm a big Howard Stern fan, as you all know. And this is how they what they say when they call in. Um, so this email came in on Wednesday, so yesterday actually. Mm-hmm. So um, he says, "Men scream on the inside." This is about men's mental health. Mm. Hey, girls, longtime fan, listener, first time emailer. I know several weeks ago you had mentioned Twitch and his unfortunate passing. While I don't know his reasons for the exacts of his mental state, 
I understand the silence that often precedes suicide. This is not to say that all men think this way, but I do, and I know others who do as well. In the time of sorrow, loss, sadness, and stress, we oftentimes scream on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's embedded into our brains that anything that would appear weak is locked away. However, that doesn't help us, as deep down the pain and emotion still exist. I can't tell you how many times I've held back thoughts of ending it all or even just sweeping life's sad circumstances under the rug. I don't have any solutions, but I wanted to at least shed a little light on men's depression and mental health from my perspective. As a sensitive guy from an era where it was taught to toughen up, no matter what, I wrestle with my mental health. I don't want to make a novel out of this email, so I'll just say that I appreciate you both for all aspects of Talk Scary to me. There's seemingly nothing off topic, which is both entertaining and helpful. Have a great day. So what I yeah. what I loved about this is just the you know I never think about like when people come up to us at a show and say like oh I've learned a lot or you really helped me through this or through that and and I just never there's no intention of like I want to touch someone's heart or I want to make a, a difference in the world it's just about I don't really know how to say it. So it's surprising to me when people come back and say like, I appreciate this or I took this away from you. It's, it, it fills my heart because I'm not, yeah. that's not my goal. I'm not trying to get anything out of this. It's like I talk about our Patreon. Like, It's like know, even sure. what we do for work when people come up to 100%. us and go, I completely understand what, like you, what you're saying. It blows me away that yeah. there's, because it's just us existing and mm -hmm. being open and maybe accessible and but I love that's why I love doing this show with you so much because we get to 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 experience this I'm getting I'm getting more out of this than I feel like I'm giving to people Same. so when they tell me that they're getting something out of it I'm like oh my god but mm -hmm. look at what I'm like this person just writing this like I appreciate this and I've I'm, I'm I hear you and this is what I think and it's just really it just fills me so it you oh, know I love that makes me feel great inside and and, and it's, it's it's not unnoticed i love that i love that and it is interesting like him saying like the just regarding like his email and what he was saying i i felt like that a lot um because and i think i've talked about it like my like my brain is like not wired 100 percent um and that was kind of me in my 20s while dealing with like trying to find the balance and and also being introduced to drugs and alcohol and and all of that sort of stuff i mean i've thought about suicide before yeah that was like but that was me like on a like pretty much i was fighting it every single day yeah it, and i was very silent about it because i was embarrassed about it i was just i would and i was scared yeah. i was scared of what would happen if i talked out loud yeah. about it what would happen right, to right, me right. like would would then people be afraid like i just like so it was no, easier then to they stay silent you help and then you would have had to face your demons and yes. that's really fucking scary and that's terrifying and th and it's also terrifying to say i'm not okay but like like yeah. it's really hard to understand that it is okay to not be okay i mean listen like, this week was the was the four-year anniversary of my best friend that killed himself and it's mm -hmm. like i i still he was in my dream last night like i still think about god if he would have just fucking said something you know yeah. my friend brandis too like just just said something maybe we could have done something maybe we yeah. could have gotten them help but they're but i i, I don't know and then I feel like I'm so jaded by it that now when people do talk about it, I'm like, I know how it really happens. If when you do it, you don't tell anybody. And if you're telling me it's because you want attention and, you know, it's such a trigger for me and it's such an, an, an awful reaction. But I'm so it's such a source of anxiety for me and fear that it's going to happen again because it's happened twice to me that mm -hmm. it's like, you know, uh, you just think you're like, that's never I can't believe that happened once, but it happened twice. So. It's and I and I my two best friends like how did I not know how did I not get the signs yeah, like how did yeah. I how did People I miss were very that? good at masking it very I mean I was so good at, at so good at like masking that sort of and then that's why when I started to do drugs that feeling just started to become more of like an external feeling which is not what I was used to I was used to dealing it with it internally so when it was coming to the surface of I was just absolutely terrified but if it wasn't for cocaine <laughs> I probably would have never voiced it to my family 
that this is what's happening. I am having so these you, thoughts. You all were the able time. to explain that your addictions at the time were coming from your mental health issues. Yeah. And then you wanted to get sober, which then forced you to have your feelings about things and not cover yes. them up. And then your family had to know what was really going on. Yes. It was it, it was an insane process in my life. It was absolutely insane. And then also realizing, you know, that like depression runs in my family. And I've said this before. My mother's bipolar. So like struggling with like, oh, is yeah. this something that's in my life or blah, blah, blah. You know, having to like be diagnosed and or whatever or realizing, Scout, you are not bipolar. <laughs> like stop right. thinking that, you know, these are the feelings right. because You're this and this afraid. and this. You just, you know, you suffer from depression, blah, 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 all this stuff. So it was just like a very scary thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is like if there's anyone out there that is has felt like these feelings that we're talking about and and you're silenced if there is any any ounce that you can tr- you can just speak up to anyone i would just do that i know that's there's so much fear around it but if i hadn't i probably wouldn't be here yeah in you want to be here trust me going on the outside like in the years and years of recovery like you want to be here trust me it gets so much better and it's so it's such a beautiful life and yeah it's so worth it it. you have this one life man yeah one life man let's take it we don't know that there are others that exist after this so true so make the best I make the best hope with so, it. man. I hope we're reborn. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I hope so. <laughs> I want to come uh, back as Cody. <laughs> Cody. God, he's been a pain in the butt lately. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, Cody, just like, what's... I and mean, he's just chilling right now. He's just sleeping. He's just like, what do you mean? Uh, you cut it. my hair off. I'm cold. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, well uh, I'll see you in a few days, everybody. Yes. Um, thanks for joining us on Tuesday. Don't forget to follow us on Patreon if you want to see our videos. They are very entertaining. Ooh-hoo. And uh, thank you all for all of your love and support and your stories. Keep sharing them on our email, podcast.talkscarytome.com and our Instagram. Scout loves to get those direct messages with yes, those I stories. Do. Slide yes, into our DMs, baby. Yeah, And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 